This is episode number five of the Rise Up podcast. We're a morning radio show hosted by Steve, Therese, and Tim on Family Life, a network of stations across New York and Pennsylvania. Our podcast is a weekly conversation that will help you think and grow in your faith. If you haven't already, subscribe today so you don't miss a single episode. And find out more about our show at familylife.org. We might not know what God has planned for today, but we're going to face it together. This is Rise Up on Family Life. I once saw a t-shirt in a gift shop that said, Jesus loves you, but I'm his favorite. (laughs) 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 And we know that's not true, but it is kind of funny, right? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Chocolate mint ice cream. (gasps) That's my favorite. When people say, what's your favorite ice cream? Chocolate mint always has been. I'm glad you weren't claiming to speak for the Lord's favorite ice cream flavor, because I don't think we could even hope to imagine what that could be. No, no. Do you have a favorite uh, ice cream? I'd say... So you say chocolate mint. That's funny because my favorite ice cream experience is not one flavor. It's a combination of two combination flavors. Wow. Oh, wow. Which is chocolate peanut butter cup ice cream. I so like the, the, I, yes. what I mean by that is the one that is the chocolate ice cream with the peanut butter swirls. Yes. That stacked on a cone with chocolate mint ice cream. Wow. Oh. And, and a, and a lot of people. Mint and no, I've done. Butter? I know. No, I've, do, I've done that combination. Thank you, Steve. It's a very now, good combination. You are a, a, a yeah. legendary peanut butter yeah. applier of right. all things, so I know that that would not offend you. And uh, no, peanut butter and mint, I wouldn't do them together on their own. It's right. true. But the chocolate is the bridge mm-hmm. that makes this relationship <laughs> work. Oh, yes. Well said. Well said, young man. Um, by the way, not to now. not to confuse people with chocolate mint. Some people call it mint chocolate chip, and it's the same. Well, to me, true. it's the same thing. Good point. It's the good green point. ice cream with the little chocolate chips. Mm-hmm. In. Right. Do you have a favorite ice cream? Okay, so here is my favorite ice cream. I open the freezer, mm-hmm. whatever there's a container of. <laughs> <laughs> I I love that ice cream for the most part. I mean. There's some I wouldn't, you know, like if it was like maple walnut, because I don't really like walnuts. Oh. Walnuts don't really like me. Oh, here, I'd be like, eh, here, no. Here's a strange one that I go back and forth, and I don't know this about you, Tim. Uh-huh. Uh, now, you love coffee. Yes, I do. Do you like coffee ice cream? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't. I don't. That's one I don't like. I love coffee. I don't like coffee ice cream. I mean, because I, I never choose it. I don't go out of my way for it. Okay. See, like, I will I choose it. a coffee there. ice cream a lot of the right. times, especially if it's got like coffee and chips. Because here, I, but I know why you don't like the coffee ice cream, Steve. Why? Because why you like your coffee like road tar. You don't like oh, it with true. all the cream and the sugar, which is what ice cream is. Yeah. Good point. So yeah, probably so. Yeah. You know, but you know what you so could do. Oh, I to go. Go ahead. Am I going to order road tar ice cream next time? <laughs> it's kind of like Rocky Road, but stickier. Right. It's just, <laughs> so what you can do, though, is when autumn comes and the pumpkin ice cream comes out, put a scoop like of that. that in your road tar ice cream and okay. make your own pumpkin latte. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> you wow, might really like going. that. All right. Well, ice cream. How about, uh, is there such thing as a favorite movie? Does anybody have a favorite movie? Mm. We're talking favorites. Uh, that's a hard one because there's yeah. so many good ones. Yeah. I don't like have a hard and fast favorite movie of all time, necessarily. If you really pressed me, I could probably give you one. But it's generally like a, well, what genre are we talking about? <laughs> or what? who mm-hmm. am I with? Or it, what? what is the scenario? Are friends over? Is there popcorn? Is it a focused view? So really for me, I'm I'm a big stick in the mud when it comes to, give me your favorite. Like I, yeah. I have to give you a preamble first. As I'm Doing As you're doing right, right now. now. Yeah, well, I'll remember never to ask you that question again. Do you have a favorite movie? Is there such a thing? Boy, you know, I think my friends would all say that my favorite movie of all time 
is Steel Magnolias because that's the movie I'm most likely to quote in awkward situations because it's just uh. it's such a quote filled movie. But I'll tell you this. This is going to sound really awful. But we decided during the pandemic that we were going to watch all of the Marvel movies in order. And we got to the second Guardians of the Galaxy movie. And it was the first time in months that I laughed. Oh, wow. Because we were in the middle of the pandemic. And this, and I actually felt this tinge of guilt because it was like, oh, no, you can't laugh. Like, we're in a pandemic. People are dying. And I was laughing during this movie. And I really wrestled spiritually with, like, can we still have, like, joy and laughter and humor even in the middle of a pandemic? And I came away with the answer of yes, uh, because I don't think we're supposed to live like, you know, in sadness all the time. But I, I, for that reason, I think that movie in the long run, like if I were to watch it again, would bring back a lot of that to me and I would have gratitude for this season. That's really, really interestingly significant, that idea that that you kind of learned. Yeah, you can you can laugh. You can enjoy something like a movie when things are tough, because if we're honest with ourselves, even if it's not a global pandemic, there is a tragedy going on somewhere at any given point. True. And so so joy is always kind of a a defiant act to say, yeah, there is garbage out there, but I'm 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 going (sighs) to enjoy this. Did you hear what you just said? Joy is a defiant act. Hmm. Wow. That is it, it is countercultural hmm. a lot of the time because so many times all we hear is this is bad. The world is bad. Everything yeah. is bad, 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 bad. And yet we're supposed to count it all joy. That is that's good. Joy isn't a defiant act. That's a better T-shirt than Jesus. I'm, I'm his favorite. That's a better. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> There's that phrase. Choose joy. Right. Mm. right. Choose joy. It, right. It, you said defiant act. It's on purpose. It's like, okay, yeah. I'm going to do this. It's yeah. hard in many circumstances. Mm-hmm. Do you have a favorite Bible verse? The one that's on the website that I, um, you know, because I came to the Lord at a later age than, than a lot of people in my early 30s. And just when Jeremiah 29, 11, which 8 million people choose as their favorite right. Bible verse, <laughs> but it was just, that was good news to me. Mm. Uh, that was really good news as a young believer that God had good plans for me, uh, not to harm me. Uh, but they give me a hope and a future. And so as a, a brand new believer at that age and having all these preconceived false notions of who God was and uh, and he was waiting for me to make a mistake and boom, you know, to find out that it's a loving God who who cares for me and has good plans for me. That uh, that uplifted me and encouraged me in the beginning of my Christian walk. And it continues to uh, uplift me today. So I know it's a standard one, but it meant a lot to me because I had all these preconceived false notions of who god was that's really awesome how about you tim oh i again I is this like ice favorite, cream yeah it is yeah. i can give you a favorite book easily um ecclesiastes is is my favorite book i love ecclesiastes a favorite verse though probably if i had to pick one I, it, it's already come up actually though i might i might say romans eight twenty eight mm-hmm. that we know that god works all things for the good of those um who love him for those who are called according to his purpose like that's that is a really solid one. Like that's kind of one of those back pocket verses. You know, you can pull it out and and remember that. Like it kind of stands alone. Like there is more scriptural t- context to bring to that verse, but like 
it, by itself, you take yeah. that verse and it can mean a lot. It can get you through a lot of tough scrapes. That won a silver medal in my book. It was my second favorite. <laughs> silver, uh, silver medal. Second favorite silver medal verse. Uh, you got Greece? time for a story? Sure. Yeah. yeah. All right. I know sometimes we talk about hearing the voice of God and people will say, well, I didn't hear the audible voice of God. I did one time hear the audible voice of God mm-hmm. and it was uh, it was an unbelievable experience. So let me preface this by saying that I was going away to a ladies retreat and I had spent a lot of time in prayer ahead of time. I was really determined to do everything that I humanly could to meet everything that God had for me in that weekend, which I had never done before. Normally, you know, you go away to one of these events and, you you know, you're like, we're going to go shopping and we're going to do this. and We're going to have so much fun and we're going to make crafts. And yes, we're going to learn about the Bible. But I was determined that this was going to be a spiritual time for me. So something else that happened is while everyone else went and did like the crafts and the shopping and things like that, I would just pray. You know, I would say, no, I'm, I'm good. I'm just going to go be in my room for a little bit. And I was just really at a frustrating season of my life. And I was really facing a huge battle in that I wasn't even sure if God was real. So I literally paid all this money to go away to my church friends with my church friends to this this Jesus retreat. And I wasn't sure that God was real. And I remember that the enemy was really just feeding me lie, lie, lie. In fact, the night... Uh, that we went in for the first night, it was raining and the roof was leaking. And I just kept hearing the enemy was like, if your God is so good, if your God is so powerful, like how come he's letting the rain come into this place? How did he allow that roof to deteriorate to the point where water is literally coming inside? Like, does your God even exist? And I was like, God, are you real? And I was just having this time of prayer, time of prayer, time of prayer. And I just got to this place where I had no more words. And I heard these words that spoke to my heart, and they were so simple and so pure. And he said, Therese, and this was significant because he called me by name, I love you and you are mine. And that was it. And mm-hmm. and I, I mean, I was a mess, kind of like I'm starting to feel right now. And I was like, Whew. and what that allowed me to do in that moment was to shut down a lot of the things that I was hearing from the enemy. I was like, nope, he's real. I know he's real. Like, you can't tell me that he's not real. You cannot tell me ever again that God doesn't love me. You can never again tell me that my salvation is in jeopardy because I have heard that from the one who makes that possible. And so the next day I was in prayer again, and I was so craving that experience. Lord, come and fellowship with me again. And there were not these sweet words again. The only words I got were Hebrews 6.15. And I was like, really, Lord? This is what's going to happen? You're going to really just say, give me this Bible verse and Hebrews 6.15. And I was like, okay. And so uh, what I love about the book of Hebrews is that we're really not sure who wrote it. And, And I think that's special because there's no, you know, human... you know, uh, no human attribution. Is that the word I'm looking for? Where we can say, oh, Paul wrote this because blah, 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 is what he was going through. This is just God. And the other thing I love is that it's this great bridge between the Old Testament and the New Testament, which I think in our modern Christianity, sometimes we go, oh, that was then. This is now. But no, the whole thing is applicable. And so we have in Hebrews 6, 15, 
God is talking about Abraham, and he says, after he patiently endured, he received the promise. And that has been significant to me because often in life, I feel like I am patiently enduring. (laughs) And it's like, when is this going to end? But we can look back at the Old Testament and see, after you have patiently endured, and I don't know how long that's going to be for you, you shall receive the promise. And, uh, and so that's why Hebrews 6.15 will be my favorite. Sometimes we have a misconception of, of the Word of God and we uh, translate it the wrong way. But, Tim, it's obvious after that story that Therese is, is God's favorite. Uh, <laughs> after that's how we do we, is there any Is there any scripture that shows that that would be false? Is there anything that says that Therese is not uh, it is, Yes, Romans 2.11. Yeah? Yes, for God does not show favoritism. <laughs> See, I, I had a misconception. I had a misconception. I was wrong. Yeah. I was wrong. But boy, in a world where we choose favorites, isn't it good to know that God loves us all equally, not because his love is limited, mm-hmm. but because his love is so abundant that he can't possibly love any of us more than he already does. They're morning people because they love mornings and people. It's Rise Up with Steve, Therese, and Tim on Family Life. I think this will surprise you to know, uh, seeing as you understand how little I know about sports. Yeah, sports ball, as yeah, you call sports, it. Right, sports ball, sports ball. <laughs> but when I was a kid, yeah. I actually collected sports cards. Why? All kinds of sports cards. Well, I just, you know, <laughs> you, you got the, I've got the hockey cards and, and baseball and, uh-huh. and football. Wow. I collected, well, a couple hundred of these. Wow. And I thought, well, they were, they, were, they were cool at that time, you know? And, and of course, when you're collecting cards, right. sports cards, the idea is you never know. You never know what card might not be valuable then. That might be a no-name player now, but mm-hmm. down the line, sure. they could really be worth somebody. Right. It might just be some no-name rookie year right now, but later on, you don't know what names could become really well-known, could become valuable. So mm-hmm. the other day, I was looking over this collection. It's 20 or something years old at this point, and that's when it dawned on me. I, I, I still don't know anything about sports. <laughs> you wouldn't know I wouldn't if know. they were worth. I wouldn't know if half of them were famous now. Uh, I, the, the best way I judge these cards is my favorite ones are, are still the ones that were my favorite when I was seven. The, the shiny ones. Oh, yeah, those the are worth ones. the most to me. Yeah, like, for instance, yeah. I got this one. It's really dull. It's kind of got mm-hmm. like a smudge here. Let's see. see if you can take Let a look at it. Like, um, I think it's like, the, like a candy bar name on it or something. Oh, this, you have a unopened... Babe Ruth card? Is that anything? (laughs) It's Steve, Therese, and Tim helping you to rise up on family life. A friend you can turn to. In a snow squall the other day, couldn't see. I mean, you really Mm -hmm. couldn't see, but that's just temporary. Goes away, and all of a sudden things are clear. Imagine when you're a child, and you can see, but then all of a sudden your sight is taken Mm. because of an acid attack. Mm. It happened to Josh when he was a child, so he lost his sight, completely lost his sight. Now let's fast forward, because what are you going to do with that situation? It doesn't have to be blindness. Maybe you're going through something tragic, and what are you going to do with it? Well, Josh is now Dr. Joshua uh, Mealy, and uh, what he's done is taken things and used his ability that God has given him to use technology to help Hmm. other blind people. His wife says it's amazing. He walks faster than the average person. He goes through life with this yes-I-can attitude. He's totally blind, remember, and he's helping others. And it's just one of those things that, okay, you have a situation today. What are you going to do with it? Are you going to mope around and certainly there's a time for mourning and going through a tragic Mm -hmm. situation or 
Are you going to reach out and help others, maybe specifically with the same situation you're going through? Because what that does, it takes the focus off your problem right. and helps others. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. Where have I heard that before to put sounds, others first? Yeah, it sounds familiar. Boy, that mm-hmm. Bible filled yeah. with truth. <laughs> May the blessings of the Lord be with you in all that you do today. This is Rise Up on Family Life. What if Bible characters had social media? You know, you ever imagine things like this? What if the historical figures from God's Word had online accounts they could post things to? What would they say? What kind of stuff would they be putting out there? Hmm. As I was thinking about this, I'm like, wow, okay, where would this even go? It's not hard to imagine David, you know, young David, Israel's premier singer, psalm writer, before he was discovered, maybe posting videos of harp covers of songs that people would have known and maybe gets noticed that way. I don't know. Hmm. Martha from Mm -hmm. the New Testament. She's probably the one in your feed who's always liking and sharing recipes. Uh She made dinner for Jesus and the disciples. She's Uh telling you, next time I have you over, we have to try this. Uh King Solomon, though, he's the one who I think maybe he saw social media coming. After all, his posts, you could call them in the book of Proverbs, these short little pithy sayings, kind of like ancient tweets, maybe. Mm Oh, and then he had things to say like this. A gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. Words of wisdom Mm -hmm. for a social media age. What if Bible characters had social media accounts? Maybe Solomon saw it coming. We weren't sure how you liked your coffee, so we didn't make any. Hope that's okay. It's Rise Up with Steve, Therese, and Tim on Family Life milestones one step at a time let's take aurora your little daughter oh yeah when she gets to be close i don't know it's different for every child but when she takes that first step mm-hmm. and starts walking mm-hmm. that'll be one of those milestones oh, man we're looking it? like oh yep. and then when she finally gets that step she is so focused on just taking that one step and then the next step she can't really do anything else because she's so focused on learning that mm. and getting that done mm-hmm. but pretty soon she'll be walking and doing other things at the same time i can walk and chew gum today <laughs> you know i can do more things than just one so you you get it i bet this guy set a world record for planks you ever do planks that exercise <sighs> oh, where you're yeah. Holding yeah. on with your elbows and your right. feet and you're just holding it. it he said a real. world record, 60 seconds, I saw. And I'm like, wait a minute. That's... I've done planks for 60 seconds yeah. or, or more. Oh, there's more to this record? He's not only done the planks, he's taking it a step further. He does it while catching. He caught 66 balls while alternating hands. <laughs> he's on a planking with both hands. And a, somebody's throwing a ball at him. He catches the other one. 66 in one minute. I'm like, pretty safe to guess nobody else had done that before. Yeah. Let's try to up him a little bit. Can you imagine? I'm just looking at the things I have right now. How about plank for one minute? Okay. Alternating hands mm-hmm. as I drink my coffee in the morning. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, with a bite yeah. of cereal. With a bite of cereal. Yeah. And, and do that. And then uh-huh. what else What else do you have? What, do you have anything else you have? Uh, stapling. Stapling tax documents. Yeah, stapling, yeah, stapling tax documents uh-huh. while drinking coffee uh, and alternating uh, hands. Yep, and, and shuffling a deck of cards. All at the same time. We're on to our world record. <laughs> Here we go. It's another new day. You're listening to Rise Up with Steve, Therese, and Tim on Family Life.